Welcome back to Less Tech, More Neck with Devontae and Eric. Heidi ho, Heidi ho. <laughs> Less Tech, More Neck. Mm, y'all hear what I say. Less Tech, More Neck. For your mother and your brother, we gonna hear from Eric and Devontae. It's strange times and these are strange days and it's strange people living strange ways. So expect Less Tech, More Neck. Yeah, so today we got a really good friend of ours, Mr. Fucking Logan over here. Uh, You're. <laughs> <laughs> we actually know Logan from the gym is how both of us know him, right? Yeah. Yeah. He used to uh, come in early in the morning and he would sit there and talk shit with me and one other fellow brother, Mr. Dean, <laughs> in the morning. How you feeling today, dude? hundred. hundred? hundred bucks. <laughs> oh, hundred bucks? I'm with the boys. Yeah. With the men, we're grown That's men. That's right. My bad. I'm with the men. <laughs> now you're with the men. Yeah. I think when we when we first met, you were with the boys. Honestly, no, that's true. Think about it. I think when we first met, you were with the boys, and now you're with the men. I like that. <laughs> the boys to men. Honestly, yeah. I'm trying to think. Yeah, you know, I, met, I, know, I met Eric before I met you. Did you? Yeah, because I How? met him because James introduced me to before I went out for James's going away party. But didn't you see? Oh yeah, because you never worked early in the morning, huh? No, not yeah. at that point. No, James going away party. Yeah, that's when I met you for the first mm-hmm. time. When when he was what? yeah when he was quitting Raintree. Yeah, I I was at the gym when I first met you, and I called you Colby. No, we were at, you were at the bar. No, first time I ever met you, I was at the gym. I remember specifically. No, I'm telling you, the first time you met. Don't me, test my memory. <laughs> I'm telling don't you, test my memory. I'm, I'm don't test. I'm telling you, I got crackhead memory. All right, tell me, and I'm gonna tell you my. All right. So this is how I know for a fact, because that I met Eric first. I met him the week before, just randomly, because I was waiting in, for- In the I morning? At, yeah. at the gym, because okay. I was waiting for a squat rack. And I was just sitting at the front, and I was talking to James. And James was like, oh, well, this guy's also going out for my going away party. This is Eric. And then I met Eric. I didn't really talk to him that much. Then, okay. you just asked me- like, uh, ba- That, kind of, so, that kind of sounds right. Yeah, your baseline- So base, it was a year ago. Yeah, it was, it was like, like your baseline introduction. So it hasn't even been a year and a half. It's been a year. We know each other. It was April. So it was the same day, actually, because- I was at the gym. Every they had that cookout. Remember? No, they, they wasn't. I wasn't there for the cookout. Yes, you were. Because how did I? How else did I know you? I introduced myself. You introduced to you introduced yourself by giving me a hug. The first time I met you, you gave me a hug at Trailhead, and that was the first time I met you. Oh, this is Logan. Oh, okay. And then Austin called me Colby that night because he was so hammered that we started going by Colby after that. Then at the cookout later, after we already met after James's going away party, then. I'm telling you. I, fuck, don't look at me. I'm telling you. Whatever. <laughs> I don't think so, Anyways. but it doesn't matter. <laughs> Regardless, we've known each other a year. Yeah. We've known each other a year. How we met, clearly we're uh, good friends. You can <laughs> tell by our banter. Yeah. So it's literally been a year. Yeah. Right. Um, and yeah, we went out pretty consistently last summer. I would oh, say yeah, we fucking yeah, did. Yeah, we once, once twice a, a month. It was uh, no, two because, to three times a month. Because well, I, I say, started yeah. that whole thing where I got the gym together. Mm-hmm. We'd go out at least once a month. Occasionally, we'd sneak two, maybe three. That was in like there. through the winter. Yeah. yeah, and then definitely last fucking summer, mm-hmm. I was out every fucking weekend. Yeah, you were you, you were out. Yeah, that was a fucking disaster. Yeah. That was fun times. Uh, I wouldn't say it's a disaster. Uh, I think I think well, yeah. it was, was part fun. of our summer lives. Was you know, yeah, it was summer fun. Time. I, yeah, 
no one got hurt. No one was dumb. No one was like drinking and driving or fucking getting too wasted. Oh, what the fuck? Are you talking <laughs> exactly. about? Hey, 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 hey. We're talking was, about my summer here. Oh god, I was definitely yeah, way too intoxicated. That was awful. We're talking about my summer now. Yeah, how did you feel last year? Oh god, I hate. Actually, summer was probably pretty bad. What's really crazy is how close we weren't to like not ever hanging out again. Because I almost didn't go. My bad. How close we were. Because I almost didn't go out that night. Mm. To James's going away party. It was like a, I don't know, I don't know anybody. All I know is James. He was like, oh, well, Tyrone's coming. And I talked to McCool like enough to be like, all right, I should be fine. So then I went out. But I didn't stay out long that night. When y'all went to go to uh, Bondi. Oh, oh shit. We still going to Bondi. We, <laughs> we went to Bondi? Yeah. Oh, yeah. fuck me. I, can, I was there in April. You guys, oh, you my guys, God. Is a 30, I was almost 32. Fuck yeah, me. I don't, I'm, not, I'm trying to tell you guys. I have a crackhead memory. Yeah. You guys have to really understand. <laughs> oh, I, went, knew I, I knew I was because, drunk that because night. Because the cookout, so I don't, this is how I know, because James' going away party yeah. was in April. Mm-hmm. The cookout we went to was the Cinco de Mayo one, which was in May. Oh, yeah. You are correct. Yeah. Damn, I don't remember you that fucking first night then. Yeah, you you were you were hammered. To come up to somebody you don't know and give them a hug. Well, like, I, especially when I'm hammered, I do that often. Yeah, you were out making friends and stuff. It's, it's what I'm known yeah. to do. Sounds yeah. like Devontae. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you were out. You're on the other side of the bar. You come back, you'd be like, "This is my friend." Oh, I do that. I, I don't even know people here. I do that every fucking time. So we developed a pretty strong bond through the summer. Well, so it's been a, less than oh, a year, hundred percent. Yeah. But you know, developed a very strong yeah, bond going out yeah, three times a week. Probably drinking too much. Definitely. But had a lot of fun. I mean, Tony's mm-hmm. Rooftop, for people that don't know Fort Collins, great music. If you come here, good bar to hit up. Best sure. DJ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Best DJ. 100%. So, best yeah. music, chill people, not your typical Fort Collins scene, it's like the breweries. Probably the only diverse place in Denver. Yeah, exactly. Get a little Easily. diversity, yeah, which is nice. Yeah, I gotta be the only diverse place. <laughs> so, anyways, but, you know, uh, shout out to Tony's. But, we love uh, you, Tony's. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you soon. So, we had, a, we had a good summer. Developed a really strong camaraderie. So before we met, who were you hanging out with? What were uh, you kind of doing? I, I mean, I still hang out with them. So just Austin, Kaiser, that's about it. That's about the only friend I had that I was hanging out with. And then you had the people, I, you know, I play video games with. So, so that was all digital, though. These people yeah, don't live in yeah, Fort Collins. Yeah, physical Austin, his wife, and her friends. Okay. And how, how often Yeah, how often were you hanging oh out with them? Oh, God. That was like once, once every, like, two months, three months. Oh, damn. Yeah. So it wasn't like a... Yeah, me, well, me and Austin were always working out together. Mm-hmm. We get off work, go work out, all the way up until when he transferred to days. So that was that was the start of last year. So twenty twenty two. So all of twenty twenty one, it was every day working out with Austin that we worked, and then sometimes on our days off. And then I probably I'm trying to think, probably went out like four times before I started going out with you guys. Okay, and but since how long have you lived in Fort Collins? Uh, three years, almost four. Almost four. So you moved here in 2019? Yeah. Right so right before COVID. Yeah, okay. August. So we August moved here, here essentially at the exact same time, yeah. actually. Yeah. yeah. August 2019. And so why did you move to Fort Collins? So I had my friend group back home. Had uh, this dude arguing. I was streaming. Because what I wanted to do before, I don't know what I want to do now, but I wanted to stream. It's a streamer. So I was streaming all the time. And this dude just, I was friends with, popped off on this 15-year-old. It was like, oh, you dude. Oh, you suck. And I was like, dude, you can't be screaming at 15-year-olds, dude. You're a grown-ass man, dude. That's just not right. And he just kept going on and on. And I was like, I got to get out of here. So I moved. It was like like a two-week decision. Not even a, I called my brother. So for those who don't know what streaming is, what, what does that mean? Like you were gaming with yeah, another person? Yeah, I was gaming person? and streaming on Twitch, yeah. 
Okay, yeah, but so. the guy wasn't physically in the same room with you. You were communicating okay. over mics, and yeah, then there was a mics, fifteen-year-old yeah. in the room, and he no, started there's not, no, there's not a fifteen-year-old. Not, not in the room, but right. in the chat. Yeah, or whatever, yeah. Right. Well, basically, yeah, watching. You know, oh, watching was, your stream. Yeah, and he was okay, trolling. Yes. Yeah, and he was trolling. Gotcha. And what like, what hey, what's trolling for people? A lot of our viewers are you know they don't know okay, a lot of these. So trolling would be basically having fun at someone else's expense. Like if I was to troll somebody. Like my, like uh, my buddy Austin Kaiser, like I said, I'll troll him all the time. I'd be like, dude, you squatted 275 today. Okay. Yeah, you're weak. So in a video game setting, it would be someone from the outside watching your stream. So basically you yeah. were playing video games and then they're talking shit to you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah basically. And okay. they were just, and he just lost it. And I was like, you can't, I, I can't do this. And I was just telling him, you got to grow up. Hmm. This is a guy that just, like I said, you just. That friend group, they're all good people. And even this guy's not technically a bad guy. He's just easy to lose his cool, especially gaming. And uh, yeah, I was like, you got to grow up. I can't deal with this anymore. And so yeah. I wanted to distance myself as far as I could. I wanted to get away. I really wanted to, it was really basically like a punishment. I spent my whole like last week in South Carolina basically crying and just being sad. I was like, oh my God, I'm just not, it's going to be horrible in Colorado. Like it was a punishment for me. But you you moved out here because you have family out here. Your I, brother. Yeah, my brother lived here. Okay. So wait, so you moved out here as punishment? So you needed to get out of yeah, South Carolina? Out, yeah, I was, I was so okay. comfortable. So you were trying to punish yourself? Yeah, I, had to, elaborate I, I wanted on to get that. out of that. Yeah, yeah, because you guys have to understand. Like, I went from good athlete, kind of just in the in crowd to I'm a gamer, and I only hang out with people who play video games. I had gained probably, I graduated at 200 probably, and I was I was still considered chunky kind of then. So then I gained all the way to what? I was 328 when I moved here. Mm. So I was like, I could get out of here, go do something better. And it ended up working out. But yeah. So what, you were an athlete and then you started playing video games. Like what made you pick up like going that deep into video games? I think it was the replacement for sports. Mm. You know, it's just, you can, you can lose yourself in it, you know, the achievements and stuff. And you can kind of practice it every day. You know, sports for me just kind of ended as soon as there was nothing to play for, there was no championships, stuff like that. No practice, no camaraderie. All the fun stuff in sports was kind of gone. But now, you know, obviously you can tell I kind of found a way to replace that outside of video games at the gym. So that's where the gym came in big. It's also hard to work out when you grow up in a place where you grew up in that small town. Because mm-hmm. then you see everybody and you're like, wow. In your head you're thinking, man, they're probably <laughs> looking at me like, this dude used to be 200 pounds. Now he's 320 pounds. He's fat. Yeah. Greasy as hell. You know, well, I mean, you didn't grow up in like a small, small place though. It was like thirty thousand. Yeah, so like we we grew yeah. up kind of similar in yeah. that aspect. Yeah, but I mean, it's still small. Like I know every. Yeah. Oh, thirty. Well, I mean, Fort Collins is almost two hundred. Know everyone here. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's small here, so thirty thousand. I I know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is a small, big town. You know, this is like a like there's there's opportunities here. There's not like that many opportunities back home. No. So you moved out here in 2019 and you lived with your brother right yeah my brother let me live with him free i slept on his couch okay for the first uh four months did you work yeah i worked at broadcom still uh where you're at now yeah so you got a job with broadcom when you moved out yeah yeah that was the whole point i I moved out here as soon as they were like you have an interview oh right on i was like all right well packed up my stuff drove across the country and been stuck since I mean, stuck. Not stuck. This is. It seems like a choice at yeah, this that, point. That. <laughs> well, I don't, or maybe, you maybe no. Maybe stuck back no, home, no, right? Make, like I said, I wasn't making friends <laughs> first first couple of months, and then I was on I was on Facebook and saw some comments, and I was like, I I ain't moving back. I ain't, I can't go back. That's not 
Nope. Now, what do you think would have happened if you would have moved back? Well, then I'd probably be dead. Yeah? Oh, 100%, yeah. How so? It's a, sad, it's, a sad, it's a sad place to be in. Mm-hmm. Quality and of I, life isn't very Yeah, good. quality of life. I'd have been just looking around. If I wouldn't have been... I was already depressed as it was. So to move here was a nice little fresh breath. So, yeah, I don't know. It's not something I'm really worried about anymore. I don't think I'll ever move back. Would you say, like, stopping playing sports was the main cause of your depression or was there other factors that played into that i think it's just because my identity was in sports mm, so your whole identity, identity grown yeah, up yeah I'm, I'm sports sport is me and you kind of just got lost in it and yeah, you didn't yeah. know who you truly were yeah you don't know you don't know anything about yourself you ain't mm-hmm. no one like you can't really identify especially when everybody knows you as that mm-hmm. and you got people come out to you like oh well, what what are you doing now what are you playing now and I'm like, call of duty <laughs> so you <laughs> essentially lost your purpose yeah, right? 100%. Oh, 100%, yeah. I think that's a huge, huge thing for a majority of people. Yeah. Is they lose that, that sense of purpose. I, I think I think people just lose a sense of direction. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. kind of the start, you know? And, and that was after high school, right? So you stopped playing sports at the end of high school. Yeah, as soon as high okay. school was done, that was the end of it. Yeah. <clears throat> and you didn't try to play D2 or D3? No, I was, I was fried no. on baseball. I had, a, I had one of those old tool <laughs> baseball coaches. Didn't like baseball being played the fun way. Strict, you know, just... Okay. Ripped it out. And what did you do? So after high school, did you go to college? Did you just work? Oh, I went to, yeah, I went to technical college for what, or community college for two years. I had this management professor. I had a 97 in the class. And again, one of these old school dudes, I had, but I had like 12 absences. Mm-hmm. Skipping to play video games, Thursday Thursdays <laughs> at the bar. And it was a Friday morning class. And he goes, well, if you don't learn your lesson now, you're never going to learn your lesson. Well, my dad's my dad. You only get one shot at college. So that was the end of that one. Did you get your associates or? No, no. I got an IFA. And my dad was like, you're not, I'm not paying for college anymore. You're oh. going to work. Oh, okay, okay. And then you got a job afterwards. Yeah. Uh, manufacturing. Same field. At a place called Relux. So how quickly, or did you always play video games? Oh, I mean, I've always played video games. And I probably since I was like. I don't know, three or four. But you weren't like deep into it. Um, I probably didn't get deep until I was probably like a junior in high school. Like mm-hmm. Call of Duty was just a thing. Which now, what does deep mean to you in high school? I mean, if it was, if there was no sports, like I didn't have practice, I would literally, I'm not even kidding. I would, after baseball season was done, high school career is done with, I would literally get out of school, right? I would go home. I would drop my girlfriend off because she lived in the same neighborhood as me. I would go unplug my PlayStation. I would go back to her house have sex she would take a nap and i would play call of duty at her house and then at about eight o'clock i would go back home hook up my playstation and play call of duty again until about 10 o'clock 11 o'clock my parents are asleep her parents are asleep and then i go over there and stay the night until about four o'clock in the morning (laughs) (laughs) so was your confidence pretty high in high school oh yeah now this is just how to do because you were good at sports. No, no. I just, I was confident. I just, I thought I looked good then. Mm-hmm. My confidence is such a tricky thing. I, I, it's hard to explain to people. It's like, I got bullied, but it wasn't like a, like a normal bully that really affected me. So it's kind of like a tipping point. So this dude would call me ugly every day. He's like, you're the ugliest dude I've ever seen in my whole life. I mean, every day from when I was like a freshman until he graduated, he was a great above me. And it never really bothered me. I have two older brothers. I got roasted all the time. Like, that's just like I can handle, mm-hmm. you know, just regular people roasting me. But when the universe started matching up with it, I was like, okay, 
Maybe he's right. You started to believe it. Yeah, you mm-hmm. started. Yeah, I got cheated on. Probably like I had one chick I dated. She probably cheated on me like four times. And you're like, well, why are you still with her? And I was like, every time I tried to leave her, she's like, oh, I'll, I'll do it. And this is high school. Yeah, this is high school. High school. Okay. Yeah. So then I eventually broke up with her. Started dating another chick. It was good. And then same time, I was like, damn, damn. She damn. cheated on you too. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, she was. She was in other people's inbox. She's like, man, I wish my boyfriend was like that. I was like, damn, what the. Oh, so you yeah. saw, did you see her messaging people on her phone? So this yeah. is, did everyone have a smartphone at this point? Yeah. Or? I don't even remember what she had. So we graduated the same time, right? You graduated no. 2013? No, I'm 2012. Okay, so you're yeah, class I'm the, I'm the best class, yeah. So, I mean, Instagram. making me feel old. That's like right when Instagram <laughs> kind of started popping off, right? Yeah, I wasn't on Instagram. But your Twitter, girl. Twitter. Oh, okay. Twitter, she was on Instagram. But she how was she? How were girls messaging guys in high school? Because I didn't have we didn't I didn't have a smartphone oh, in high school. Got, so I'm trying. To, I don't know if it was the same for you. It's just, it might be different based on it. But where from? the big thing for us, like I mean, the South, is still a poor place. Mm-hmm. So not really a lot of iPhones. I mean, people had iPhones, but BlackBerry was the move. BlackBerry, you could use the BBM BlackBerry Messenger. I don't want anyone to get confused with the BBM there. That don't mean it, they don't got no secret meaning behind it. But mm-hmm. yeah, BlackBerry Messenger. <laughs> Man, and that thing used to be buzzing. Okay. But yeah, you get you get a little pin code and be like, hashtag one, two, three, four, eight, nine, seven, you know? So how did you find out she was cheating on you? <sighs> oh, God. Well, this is what, what do you what do you constitute cheating as? Well, what do you constitute cheating as? Because <laughs> you're the one that said she cheated on you. Okay, well, she was yelling at me for cheating because I was at a party. This is like probably two days after like a after after our uh, breakup, like a, not a real breakup, but like she was texting me all day every day, and I went to a sorority party or not a sorority party frat party because my best friend was like a president or some shit, and I was like, all right. Well, her dog was in the middle of the road because she lived in my neighborhood, so I went and like took it to the door. She saw me all dressed up. I came home that night, and again, you know everybody that lives in the city. Saw a truck. Her parents were out of town. Knew whose truck it was. I was like, all right. That's cool. You know, stuff like that. And then there was other messages and stuff where she was calling this other guy, like, hot as shit. She went through her phone? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was that. Insecure, yeah. That was like, mm-hmm. I feel like when you're in high school and you date somebody for a long time, that's just natural. You just get insecure. But that's the thing for me. When I was in high school, there was no phone to go through. Well, there was texting, but no one was going through each yeah, other's phones. Yeah, had landline. Yeah, they, well, no, it was, were, a, it was were, a rotary dial. Yeah. Like, uh, they, were, yeah. they were carving in tablets yeah. and throwing it at each other. Morris code and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. I mean, that, that stuff really didn't come out till college for me. Yeah. So it was a lot different. You, know. you didn't date in high school, though, did you? Oh, hell no. Yeah, I did yeah, not dude. kiss a girl. I did not talk to girls. Yeah, so, yeah. It's a lot different. I was running game up in high, especially I mean, the early years. My God. If you want to talk about someone with no confidence in high school, I made you I can was, look at both of us, mug. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I did. I was running a mug. I did. People knew who I was. It was really weird. Hmm. I mean, I would, I would come home, random friend requests on Facebook, Yahoo Messenger in middle middle school with MySpace, dude. Oh, MySpace. Dude, I used to come home MySpace like a celebrity dog. Like, new photo comments. <laughs> I own this pic. You know, it's super interesting to see, like, how you were in high school. Yeah. And, like, compared to how we were in high school mm-hmm. and how roles have kind of flipped as far as, like, confidence level go now. Yeah. So you would you say after high school you weren't a very confident person? I, w- I would say I was still confident probably until, mm-hmm. like, I don't know, probably, like, 
21, 22, you know? And what was the reason for the decline in confidence? I think the biggest thing is that I was working manufacturing. And the one thing I swore when I was like 15 or 16, I just didn't want to be like my dad. I didn't want to work manufacturing. And that's what he's done his whole life. I just didn't, I didn't want to be in the manufacturing field. It's not, I want to be like my dad, mm -hmm. you know, I hear you, yeah. you know, as he is as a human being, you know, and how he does stuff and how he goes about his day. But I just didn't want to work in that field at all. Cause I was just like, that. just, this dude just comes home and starts barking orders. And I'm like, I must have had a bad day at work or something. I don't know. And so, yeah. And I didn't want to work in it and I was working in it I'm super depressed, probably suicidal thoughts every day for a year when I was like 21 to 22. I was like, Oh my God, dude, this sucks. I'm not getting out of this life. Well, you, you kept doing it. And then what would happen? 23, 24, you moved out here. So what happened? 22 to 24. Uh, well, no, I, what I ended up getting, slumped out of and how i ended up getting out and this is this is why people it always cracks me up when people give me crap because i'm a big kanye west fan but the graduation album you just graduation album and i watched naruto for the first time the anime and that is if you watch naruto for the first time in any slump that you're in personally you're gonna get out of it there's just no way that's just a win <laughs> that was at 23 you said that was 22 at 22 okay yeah. so 22 then to 24 but then you were doing the twitch yeah, I streaming. started streaming on Twitch 2017. Okay. At 2017, actually, I actually picked up some stream or some smoke on it. Probably end of 2017. No, no, it was like fall of 2018 because mm -hmm. that's when I quit Vlux. And so I was probably averaging about 15 or 17 viewers, which is pretty big. Because like I said, when you're streaming on Twitch, your main goal is to get you want to get out of like the, the, the depths, which would be zero, one, two, three, four, five. If you can get out of zero through five and you can get up to five, then people could start noticing your stream on the directory and stuff and they'll start trickling in and you can attract more viewers. So I was at 18 and I was like, I think I'm entertaining enough to take this from 18 and I can be huge. And so quit my job. I hated my job. I, I exactly remember the exact clip. It was Steve Harvey talking about you have to jump. Mm -hmm. and i was on break at work and i walked in straight in from here and then i was like i think i'm gonna quit dude and my supervisor was like well you don't want to burn bridges so just give us a give us a week i was like all right well i'm gonna quit in a week <laughs> quit in a week didn't stream for a month what Lost did you all of it. what did you do in that i woke month? up went and got bojangles <laughs> ate bojangles <laughs> played video games you know i was just like i said i wasn't used to having that much free time oh yeah, the grind, the grind was so much fun, though. When I like first started, I would work. I work second shift, so I work 4, uh, 15 to 2 a.m. I get off at 2 a.m. I stop by Cookout, another fast food restaurant. You can start to see why I started gaining weight. Mm -hmm. I hit that right at closing time. They closed at like 3, and I get there at like 2.50. I'm like, let me get a Cookout tray. <laughs> and that huge cheer one, which y'all probably don't know what cheer one is. But, I don't know what cheer one is. Yeah, cheer one. Cherry soda bear. Oh, okay. It's, top okay. Tier. I would, it's the That's only right. thing I would drink over Baja Blast. <laughs> Anyways, and they, uh, yeah, and I would just, I would go home. I would stream like a single player game, you know, just in case somebody was up at that time. Because you have to carve your niche somewhere on Twitch. Is it, you're going to be a late night streamer. Because you can't really stream at night because all your big dogs are on, you know. And so you can't stream at night. So you stream during the day. So I would, I would stream until about 5 o'clock in the morning go to sleep and I would uh, wake up at like 11 and I would stream until I had to go to work at like 4.15. So I'd get off at like three, eat, take a shower, go to work. 
That was only four days a week, and then I would just stream probably like seven or eight hours a day on my days off. Jesus. Yeah, I was hmm. I was hard in it. I was hard in it when I moved out here. So you moved out here. You're working at Broadcom. You're doing the three twelves, right? Yeah. When you first started, three three and four. So okay. you got one week of three and one week of four. Yeah. So before you moved out here, when you quit your job, when you're like, I'm going to try and dream yeah. Twitch like full time, did you save up enough money to live? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. yeah, I saved up. Yeah, I saved up enough to pay my my car note off for like six months. Let them know that I was going to be paying it for six months, and they were okay with it. Yeah. Okay. And so then I uh, did that, and then a uh, cell phone bill was like I think like eighty bucks. So I think I saved like two thousand. Went through that two thousand. Then uh, tax return hit. That was another three k. So I got to live off another three k. Well, then that three k started running out. I was like, all right, well let me let me pull from the four hundred one k. So did you were you what were you thinking long term when you're just like okay because you didn't well, besides your four hundred one k you never learned about saving or investing or anything like that you're just like i have this amount i can live this long so i'm going to just quit my job yeah 100 percent. and that was totally cool yeah, just, was totally, yeah and your brain was totally okay yeah. with that. no i'm just curious yeah, 100%. i can yeah, do that personally yeah, yeah that was better to you yeah. doing that than staying in that manufacturing in south yeah, carolina 100%, yeah 100 percent. yeah there was a lot of things going on there too they they denied me a promotion because i threw out earbuds in a parking lot you're talking then i would have been making 18 bucks an hour i probably already paid off a house there if I would have stayed, if I'd have stayed working that manufacturing job, but I, and probably in my like role, it'd probably be at like twenty three or twenty five dollars an hour right now, mm. especially in Greenwood uh, or in the South in general, twenty five dollars an hour is a lot. Like I make twenty four here right now, and it works. But if I was back home, my rent would probably be like what a G for a nice top end apartment in Greenwood. Yeah, yeah, I'd be <laughs> I'd be balling right now, but. Obviously, you you enjoy living here. Oh yeah, like love it. Oh yeah, nothing better. You say your quality of life has been oh, it's a just, lot it, better. It's it, it, the thing with quality of life. It, that's another thing. Back home, it's god awful. Mm-hmm. But here, it's just like the quality of people. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, I've I've not met a person yet that I've been like, I, I really got to watch this person. You know, like this person definitely. I feel like everybody I've met has been so trustworthy, and I can tell them anything. That's why I like it so much here. Honestly, it's just the people. Yeah, I don't I don't think I'd probably ever move back. So, to South Carolina. So you moved here 2019. COVID hit basically seven, eight months later. I can tell you. So yeah. right before, the week before everything got shut down for COVID, it was the first time I went out in Fort Collins. Okay. The week before? Yeah. The week before. <laughs> who, did, who did you go out with? Uh, a uh, federal prisoner. What? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> did, did, yeah. Supposedly. Supposedly. He's he called in a bomb threat to my job. So someone you you knew? Yeah, so, um, yeah. I don't know. But that, I never even kept up with that that rumor or not. But that's just what I heard. Someone around your age or no? No, he was forty. But you guys went to the bars. Went to the bars. Went mm-hmm. to uh, Surfside, Lucky Joe's, Trailhead. Damn, you was hitting. Up. What time? Yeah. The fuck times you go out? Uh, Fucking five. Yeah, we we started at Illegal Pete's. I was like, all right, well, I don't I don't know. Right. You, you're my tour guide for the night, you know. Yeah, and then hit the Euro man at the end of the night. Got the I got the full Four Collins experience. I wonder what Four Collins looked like before yeah, before COVID. COVID. Yeah, because I've only seen what it looked like after. It was it was it was busting that night. Like yeah. there was yeah, Sarasota was packed. Everyone was just yeah, it was actually crazy. But I back to your question, you know how the COVID affect me and stuff. I don't think COVID really. Like I said, I was introverted. Now I used to be super 
Like, so you're already introverted just yeah, living was, out here. Yeah, like okay. I was I was seriously seriously extroverted growing up. I was everywhere, out everywhere, talking to anybody, could talk to anybody I needed to about anything anywhere. I can still talk, I feel like to anybody about anything anywhere, but I usually try not to because I don't know the death of the person now. Like am I am I about to like ruin this person's day? You know, if I tell them that Kanye West saved my life, <laughs> you know. No. So but then during COVID, what did you do? So you went out that night, but then obviously people weren't going out for a little bit after that. Uh, so COVID, first year of COVID was a, was a wash, honestly. Just woke up. That was what we moved from the one-bedroom apartment to the two-bedroom apartment with my brother. So then finally I was paying rent, and I was just coming home, streaming. I would work, come home, stream. I would wake up, go to work, come home, stream. And then on the weekends, I would stream even more. It was like 12 hours a day. So how many hours of video games would you say you were playing on average each week during so COVID, that first like, year of COVID? I'd get off work at 5.45, get home 6.05, play till about 9. So three hours a day on the work day. So probably like 40 or 60. 40 to 60 hours a week. Damn. Yeah. You putting in some serious time. <laughs> yeah, serious time. I mean, this is during COVID, mm -hmm. and I know that's definitely, I mean, a lot of people did that. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I, I mean, I picked up video gaming during COVID because there was nothing else to fucking yeah. do. Uh, so, And then on top of it, like I said, I didn't have any friends. I mean, Austin was training me at work, Kaiser. He was training me at work. He was like a hard, he was living in Old Town back then. Mm -hmm. And he would tell me all the time, he was like, yeah, we walk, we walk the trailhead and turn up every night. I'm like, oh man, I need to hang out with you. He'd be like, nah, you're weird. <laughs> you said that? No, that's what he was thinking. You know, so we, I, ain't hang, I wasn't hanging out with anybody. So yeah, I just, I'd wake up, stream, I'd door dash, my God. Then in the heyday, dude, that was like two times a night. So how oh, much was you, how much were you spending on fucking door dash in a month? I can tell you right now, I don't know how much I was spending a month, but I was getting Qdobas and Fat Shack. Every day off, both twice a week at the bare minimum, twice a day. I might even get something for breakfast. Damn, uh, yeah. son. And so I go trying to think. That was, I think it was like with Dash Pass alone, that one year that we lived in the apartment, it wasn't even a year, it was like nine months. I saved a thousand dollars with Dash Pass. <laughs> yeah, yes, that's a lot. It's a lot. Like, I don't even DoorDash near as much as I used to. So then by the time 2021 rolls around, the vaccines, things start opening up, you still were working at Broadcom. Your life was kind of normal, video games, Broadcom. Yeah, I was living, yeah, my brother had bought the house. When things reopened up in 21, did that change your life at all? So you said that was that one year, you moved to your own apartment. Yeah, I would say so. No, I, I started getting it. I started what? I started coming on the up and up and doing the deep work in the end of 2020. So that fall, that's when I met the chick. I was a single mom. Oh, wait, who you gotta give some context? You met a girl, yeah. uh, how Tinder 2020, yeah. So, so, and I guess supposedly like Tinder like tripled its users as soon as that pandemic hit. So, yeah, so on Tinder, matters hooked up. No, I was gonna get serious, single mom. I mean, I was sprung. I mean, like, <laughs> I was I was looking at like going back to school to become like a software engineer to figure out how I could pay and like raise a kid oh. with my own money. Okay. Like that, oh, that. so you were like in but, love with but, her, yeah. I was like sprung, sprung, really, yeah, oh, okay, yeah, she was. She was a squirter dog. Like I was like, oh, I'm good at this. Did, did you like her as a person? Yeah, she was super nice. It wasn't bad. She was a good mom. Okay. Like, all 
Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. <laughs> Yo, I said, I'm sprung. I'm sprung. I, I'm thinking about going back to school, be a software engineer, yeah. take care of this yeah. family, man. Oh, that's cool. Oh, you were in love? Oh, man, yeah, she was a squatter. How did you think of her as a person? Yeah, she was all right. She was not, it's hard for me to like really remember not. She was, like I said, she was hella horny. Well, you you remembered that <laughs> yeah. you were trying to become a software engineer to take care of a family. Yeah, well, so you had to, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so then, yeah, then that way I took her. We went out for my birthday when I took, uh, that was. This 20. is end, end of 2020. This is 20, I was turning for my 24th birthday. No, not 20, because I moved out on 20, 20, no. Yeah, 20, 26. Yeah, for my 26th birthday. It was right at a year that I've been in Colorado, my first year. Yeah, went out. Went to some like steakhouse in Greeley because she lived in Greeley at the time, and went and stayed with her that night. Dug her out, you know what I mean, and then woke up, <laughs> woke up, woke up the next day. Had to go to work, and then at work she was like, "I don't think this is gonna work. You're too nice." And I was like, "All right." She said that to you. Yeah, that's that's when I really like turned it on. I still have the text messages, and I was just like, "Okay." You really like this girl too, huh? Yeah, and all I had for her was okay. So all of it. All she said to you to break up was, you're too nice. She was like, I just, I, I don't want anything serious right now. And I don't want to string you along because you're too nice. And how long, how long were you seeing her? Probably like two and a half months, three months. Oh, shit. You feel, you feel hard quick. Oh, yeah. She was, I'm telling you, bro, she was doing things. She was doing things. So you with. weren't like, you weren't actually in love. I was just funny, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was getting ready to say. It was a big guy. I was, oh. I was three thirty, maxing and relaxing. I was living in an unfinished basement. Somehow she still wanted to come over, spend a night. I was like, okay, wild, you know. But I get it. And uh, yeah, the, after that, I think like the next week, I went and signed up at a live. It's just like, all right, time to fix it. What other experiences have you had on Tinder? Oh God, not good ones. Not good ones. Yeah, so I dated one chick. She cheated on me. Not officially together, but we've been talking and seeing each other. So this like, is 2021 now? No, this is this is a long time ago. Oh, this is back in yeah, back yeah. home. Yeah, this is back home. Oh, okay. This is probably like I was 23. Okay. And chick cheated at me at my own house. Like slept with like, a guy at your house? Not a guy. No, a girl. Yeah. Oh. Well, and that wasn't you guys yeah, weren't and, open and it's, to that. And, 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 no, it's only yeah. cheating because I didn't get invited. You know what I mean? So no, that's fair. And, I agree. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, and I didn't even know about it until like a, and I just I thought it was really weird that this chick randomly came over to my house after she like, I've never met that chick that she that she was making out with and shit in my parking lot. But yeah, it was that was wild. That was one. I'm trying to think. The thing for me with like Tinder is, I think it's just like a confidence booster. Honestly, you get to talk to a chick. I don't have to commit to nothing. Mm, you know, safety. I can, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I know I don't like you. I can tell you I don't like you. Like, if I like you, yeah, I'll probably meet up with you. If I meet up with you, then I probably like you. If I was when I was using online dating, but I'm trying to think. I think out of all the chicks I matched with on Tinder, I maybe met, like went on a date with them, like three of them. And you're talking since like. Since I was like 21. Yeah. And do you have dating apps on your phone today? Oh, no, you made me delete it earlier. <laughs> no, I didn't make you delete <laughs> no, it. Tell, tell no, them, no, be okay. honest. Yeah, yeah, again, yeah. Be honest. So, so yeah. the plan is, is if you swipe, you got to talk to a girl in real life. And I was like, well, right. I don't know if I'm capable of doing that right now. So I'm just going to delete 
I'm going to delete it right now. No, it's just it's food for thought. Yeah. You know, we talk about mm-hmm. that, but it's more do you feel good? So you you open these apps, the likes you get or whatever. Does it feel good swiping? I mean, does it? I don't think it. No, it definitely doesn't feel good. It definitely. Like definitely getting go, ghosted, like you know, yeah, most girls no, if like, they match. Hit, oh, they, my thing, it's yeah. like okay. Well, here's my thing on Tinder. Well, I run into like a seven or an eight, and I know I could pull you. I know, I know if we met in person, I'm pulling you easy. This is, and then you're not even, you're not swiping right on me. That's a problem. So your ego is getting hurt. Yeah, ego is getting hurt. Your confidence getting bruised. All kind of that. You just not. You start thinking, okay, well, maybe the only girls I can pull are these these big chicks that are matching with me because yeah. I just spam right. To see who it is it's liking me and so you start having these negative thoughts yeah 100 percent. and now you have self-doubt oh 100 well there the self-doubt was there before that but yeah does so you you're aware this is like a reinforcer of it probably 100 percent. 100 percent. that's just, so it's very unhealthy for you yeah anybody who has any type of self-doubt if you're a man with self-doubt probably don't get on these days and it's not like there's very few guys that are getting a lot of likes Okay. Yeah, it's, no, yeah. It's, it's a very a, small percentage very of men small. that are it's pulling most of the Pareto of effect. Yeah. yeah. yeah you know, 20% of the men are getting 80% of the chicks. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, especially on Tinder. That's just how it rolls. You know, I mean, there's, it's, there's, it's, it's every app. Yeah. They've shown that yeah. it's every yeah. dating app. It's, it's Instagram. It's not even dating apps. It's Snapchat. It is 100% look. It is if you can present yourself well. It's mm-hmm. not just yeah. you physically looking good. You have to show a lifestyle now. That's impressive. Yeah, be, be very digital. Yeah, this is, when it comes to the digital age, this is how it works. It's, like I said, you got guys out of there that are perfect, chiseled, straight teeth, you know, just walking out there. And now they're hooking up with seven and eights, and these seven and eights are thinking, I can pull this every time. I mean, obviously That's, they can't. No, but, you're, you're spot on. That is correct. Yeah, That's so, what is yeah. happening. And then even even the tens are probably dropping down to the six and fives, you know, they if they built right, you know. Do you think that women would rather be with a guy who physically looks like an eight, a nine, and be seen with them on Instagram and have a shitty personality actually, than be with a guy who's like probably a, a six, not the best body, but nine or ten personality. I, it depends on like what are, what are we deeming good personality? Are we saying okay, so a guy who's okay, you got broken up with because you're too nice. Okay, yeah. so we can probably just say your personality. Okay, you're nice funny. Guy. All right, you're easy to talk to. Yeah, you're a nice guy. Are we judging my, my personality is a ten? I'm. I agree with that. Yeah, my you personality are. is a ten. If I, if I was pulling strictly <laughs> off of personality, I'm pulling everybody. No one's <laughs> everyone. Everyone's there's, getting dug. There's that confidence. That's yeah, what I like yeah, to yeah, see. Yeah, everyone, everyone's getting dug. And, uh, you know, I would say that, yeah, you know, uh, if a girl's heavy on Instagram, it's, I mean, it's obviously a red flag in general, you know, trust me. I yeah. Know. yeah. <laughs> if you're, if you're heavy on Instagram and you posting every day, if you like your own stuff, it's a red flag. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's the biggest red flag. And if you're a guy and like your own stuff, we gotta get you right. You, I mean, you're very aware of kind of what technology is doing to society as a whole. Oh, 100%. I mean, obviously, you said the 80 20 rule. We're much more polygamous now yeah. than we used to be. And like you said, what Devonta just said, would a girl rather be with a guy that looks really good from an objective standpoint versus having a guy that's actually going to be loyal, faithful, a good husband, a good father? And you're right. They're, they want to have the fun. It, it, even if they want a guy, a lot of it is girls just chasing the attention of like mm-hmm. look at all the guys i can get i'll fuck maybe some chad and tyrones and then i just want to go travel with my friends 
I want to go to the bars. I want to be single. I'll be monogamish. That's a, a girl, a word I hear from girls a lot. Monogamish. Monogamish. They want basically the top type, the top guys, but they will use them. They will fuck them five to six months knowing they're probably sharing them, but they're going to have fun with their friends. They're chasing their careers and Our all boss. of that stuff. Yeah. No, it's it's real. Yeah, but again, no, I, no, 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 not shaming anyone. Yeah. I'm just yeah. Do what you got to do. Hey, it's your, yeah. your life. But that's definitely what social media and all these dating apps is. Look, I, look, I agree. I, I agree that, that any any time you go digital, it, it can be a, a curse and it can be your best thing. Like I said, I've cleaned up all my feeds now. It's for the most part, I usually see monkey memes and motivational stuff when I get on my Instagram. I don't see anything else. Your hmm. algorithm has changed. Yeah. Yeah. You got it. Are gotta you looking? At, can you see asses? No asses. No, I don't oh. see asses. Okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't see that. I can pull up my ID right now. There'd be a bunch of monkeys or they'd be like, like a pug or something. And then it'd be like some deep stoic motivational shit. That's cool. So yeah, I, yeah. I like, I like a good motivational quote. So yeah, that, and that's where technology isn't bad. It's like nice to have that. Yeah, I think if you can regulate, I think you can scroll through too yeah, many I think, monkey videos. This is, this is why I think just another debate. I like Instagram over TikTok. I know you guys are probably on, on TikTok, but mm-hmm. TikTok, it's hard to curate. Even if you're following people, when you go to your following mm-hmm. feed, you know, it, it doesn't always spot on with it. And you go to your for you and your for you is just random as shit. Did you see one big ass and then you see like eight big asses? I'm on TikTok. I'm on yeah. TikTok more than Instagram. I don't really get on Instagram. Yeah, you got to get, get IG reels popping. But up. all of my my algorithm for my for you is literally motivational. Yeah. Okay. It's all food because I'm a big fucking foodie. Yeah. And then there's no ass on mine at all. I will, I will get ass on mine. Dude. I, will, I will actually, I get ass on mine more than I would like, like more than I would if I was on like a, a porn site. <laughs> like it's it's kind of crazy. Like I'd be like, well, so tic- TikTok up. is just ass for you. Yeah, well, just like, that, that for you just like somehow gets muddled. You, you see one big ass and you look at it because you're a guy for like more than three seconds and it's stuck on your algorithm. Yeah. IG reels, I think it goes based off of your likes, you know? Okay. So, right, it's probably so, Let's bring up porn. So in COVID, did you see a heavier use of porn for yourself? Um, I would say 100%. Mm-hmm. I would say way more than average. It was definitely an everyday type of thing, for sure. Like, oh, stream, I, stream didn't go good. I feel bad. I got to get that. I got to get that to feel good. Let me. Dopamine. Let me some, yeah, let me see some titties bouncing. Let me get these going. Uh, let me get these going. Yeah, that every day had to be just about. I'm surprised I ain't shooting white flags from it. <laughs> so did you? So you weren't really attached to porn before COVID, or? Uh, no, I definitely watched a lot of porn before. I mean, not to say that I, like I'm clean now. I don't watch near as much porn as I used to, but mm. on a since about when like high school oh uh, yeah i would probably say what well, whenever i got that ipod touch and i realized you could go on the internet on ipod touch start touching and so. watch <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, actually so the first time i, I realized you could, like i could look up pictures and stuff was on my psp oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah bro i was and, and i would go to i would go to i would go to sex.com and it had pictures oh, so, yeah. yeah so well, yeah. wait was and this then, was this there middle was, school? there was this one picture i was always trying to find it cuz i'm like i'm a big titty guy and it was this one woman with big titties, this black chick, looked like this fine ass black teacher. We had it work at, at my middle school, and I was like, oh, oh. Okay, so middle school was really when you like, yeah, that was really, like grade, you yeah. figured it out. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And would you say you've been watching it consistently since? Have you taken a week off, a month? Oh off? yeah, yeah, yeah. I've taken, I've taken okay. big hiatuses before. Well, it depends on what you call big. Like yeah, over a month. Oh, no, 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 no. I've oh, done over a month. So let's yeah. say no porn. So we'll yeah. take the incident where my dick didn't work, like right when I moved into my apartment. Okay. And I did not jack off for like two months. Porn, nothing. Because I was so demoralizing. Yeah, you? it hurt okay. so bad. So that's I was, what you want. I, was, you, I came home and I ate raising canes in the uh, dark. Would you okay if you if you feel comfortable, you want to share that story with the listeners? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean it's a funny story now that I look back on it. Okay. I didn't know y'all then. That was what I moved in, in October. That was November. Dating app wasn't Tinder, it was Hinge. First chick I matched with on Hinge, she worked out. Super hot. I would probably say if it if it would have went in and it would have went up. And in probably would have been my best hookup, you know. She was like a D one athlete or something. Not, I don't know if she was like a CSU athlete or whatever. And uh, yeah, went over there and uh, went straight to the bit. Went in there, we started kissing. I was like, all right, where's your room at? You know, because I, I I don't like fucking on couches. And uh, yeah, I went back there, started getting. It was so bad, like just for me, like casual sex, just not fun. I don't, I don't think so. I just can't get into it. It was like two people just getting undressed. And then we got in bed like we were going to sleep. But instead, we just looked at each other and started making out. Okay. So you got really in your head. I was already in my head before that. I spent mm-hmm. the whole day before that not eating anything so my body would look good. Mm-hmm. Fasted. And I was watching uh, Owen Gray videos. You know, make sure I hit it right. <laughs> so another porn thing. And then... So you're watching porn before you, you went over. Oh, trying to get some okay. stroke so, games. So you yeah. didn't eat. So yeah. no, you, this is real. You yeah. didn't eat, and then you watched porn. porn. I watch. I'm not. And not you wonder like, why you didn't get it. hard, yeah. huh? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Phenomenal. Brain blast. You know. <laughs> yeah. And so what's actually funny is I called Kaiser. You know, and I'm like, yeah, I'm about to go. I, I'm about to go hook up with this chick. I'm gonna give you a call in like 20 minutes, so you know how it goes. <laughs> and. uh yeah, exactly. After like twenty, we sat there and we made out, tried everything. I was, nope, didn't work. And she was like, "I'm not really feeling this." And I didn't want to be like a dickhead and be like, "I, I guess you can tell I'm not either." You know. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I started. I started Jerry Seinfelding my way out of the house, dude. I was just. She didn't have a TV in there. Inflatables. I was like, you ain't got a TV. <laughs> What's up with that? <laughs> you know, and I just started, you know, and I was like, I was like on the verge of just like crying in front of her because my dick ain't work. <laughs> got in the car. I called Kaiser. I was like, my dick ain't work, man. So how did that, I mean, what, what did that do to your mind? Oh, it, it, that, that was, well, I was, I'm going to be honest with you. The first thing I started thinking about, I was like, man, I got to do. I'm going to try to squat 405 tomorrow. Hmm. I mean, I ended up getting it, but yeah, this is 2021. And uh, yeah, dick ain't work. Took me to a dark place that night for sure. I was, like I said, I was, I was in the, in the living room, blinds closed, lights off, just eating canes. I don't, I think I got cane sauce all over the carpet and shit from dripping off. I couldn't even see it until the next morning. All kind of stuff. Went and took a shower in the dark, <laughs> laid down in the shower. Like, why is this happening to me? Obviously, I knew why now. You know, I started doing research and stuff. It was so bad. I even told my mom about it. I was like, "Mom, my dick ain't work." I mean, that's real shit, though. Yeah. Well, you know, it's actually it's a raise. 
in our today's generation. And it might be just because like guys back in the day, you know, boomers are all hard asses and there's no way they were going to admit to each other that their dicks weren't working. Oh, okay. we're in a different society now. Oh, yeah. And yeah. honestly, they were consuming the heavy pornography we are now. Yeah. And, yeah, and but they were fucking consuming lead paint chips, but. Their testosterone levels were much higher than ours. They've shown the semen counts have dropped and and testosterone levels have lowered in men. So, and again, it's because we're we've gotten very complacent in society. If you sit and and game, if you don't move your body, you're going your hormones are they're going to fuck you as a man or a woman. It doesn't matter who you are. We've been kind of neutered as a society. Oh yeah, I mean, you got to think when oh you got to think when anti men started coming around. I mean, that's another thing that's always in my head. You know, when I when I want to. Go approach a oh, chick. I think that's that's every guy, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Even I like it. I don't want to make this chick feel uncomfortable. I'm not scared to come talk to you. I'm not scared to come tell you that you're hot. Your ass is fat. Yeah, that's not the approach. I mean, you might be thinking that, but you're going to be respectful and be like, yeah, "Hey, right, how's right, it going? Right, My right. name's Logan." <laughs> yeah, but we all know how men think. Like, yeah, yeah that ass yeah, looking fat. Yeah, but yeah, you, right. you wouldn't say that to yeah, her right no, off the no, bat. No. I tell her she probably. But even if you go up and say, "Hey, how's it going?" It's your you can come off as being creepy as fuck, yeah, as you know, guy. and it's just like, it's terrifying. Well, we've yeah. heard the stories just in the gym, yeah, about guys who were just going up to a woman, and they're like, "I've heard a story about a, a dude airdropping like his phone number to a chick in the gym, and being like, you 'You'll text me sometime.' Like, how how the hell did you think that was a good plan? I think that's how most I, people communicate now. They don't. Most men ask women, yeah. do not look a girl in the eyes and try and get their number. They they literally Instagram message, airdrop, Snapchat, yeah. Tinder, the interface, the phone basically took away. Again, inflating women's egos and turning men into cowards. Do you think and that, that that is happening on a global scale now? Yes, yeah, but do you think? So, do you think that the, <clears throat> since we have everything at our control, basically now, like we like I said, we can. We can see titties whenever we want, you know. We can do all kinds of stuff because it's because of our smartphone. Do mm-hmm. you think it's a lack of control for guys, and that's the reason? Because you know, guys most of the time they're most comfortable when they're in control. Like you know that, like, hey, if I'm if I'm doing something that I want to do, I'm going to feel pretty good about it. Oh, absolutely, it's a lack of control. I mean, because you're going to go up to somebody, you have no idea what the fuck they're going to say, yeah. but you know, you can go home, put on that porn, beat yeah. that meat. Hell yeah, you know what I mean. So, yeah, of course, it's a lack of control. But now we have to control ourselves to not hit the hub and actually go up and talk to a woman or a guy, whatever the fuck you're into. You know, I think for our just everyone now, I mean, everyone I hear, it's like you said, airdrop the number. When you said that, that really hit home of rarely will a man today look a girl Mm -hmm. in the eyes and get her i mean hell get her instagram get her snapchat get her number whatever yeah but just to go say hi just to make a comment about something even if you have an in most guys are terrified yeah i I mean it's another thing like i said the lack of like uh you know just guys don't know what the hell is going on in general with women and they don't know when they're interested i mean that's another thing like how many what if a guy does approach you know but he read all the wrong signals like this chick this happened to look like let's say like i'm tall right so naturally when i walk by people people are going to look at me it's it's just a i can't judge that as a sign for me to go talk to somebody women can give some indicators mm-hmm. it's it's in their eyes right so it's, it's how they look at you oh uh, you know, a lot of it has to be your approach even yeah. if they may not be 
directly looking at you. If you can have an in, not creepy in, you know, yeah. I think tattoos are a good one. If you're, you gotta be genuinely interested. If you're really attracted to mm-hmm. her, yeah. make a comment about something in a positive way. And that really has worked well for me, honestly. Yeah. Like I really transitioned away from the apps because, yeah. you know, I, it was absolutely abusing them. And I was like, okay, so what if I just meet girls in person? Like knowing I've learned what I've learned. I am who I am. But if I meet girls in person, and it's tough, man. It's fucking nerve-wracking as shit. Yeah. You like, have to <laughs> really believe in your own personality. Because yeah. everybody's personality and, like, game, if you will, is always a little different. Yeah. And then, uh, I think, it, it, again, confidence is a big thing. It's also being present, you know. Don't overthink it. You know, be there. Not anywhere else. That's a that's a big thing about doing the deep work, you know. Well, they, they definitely overthink it. And they're trying to think of what to say. Yeah. When really you just go into, like, a normal conversation, like, like how we are right here. Yeah. I don't know what I'm going to say next. I don't know what you're going to say. say yeah. But so I just I just go off yeah, of it. We're just we're just rolling. But that's that's how you go into talking to a woman. Also, if you don't know if the woman is interested in you, yeah. And you go up and you talk to her, the worst thing a woman can tell you really is just no. And now you have your answer. And you don't need to worry. It's like, "Okay, cool. She's not interested. Respect that. Go on. There's other yeah. women out there that may be interested in you, but you have to go up and talk to them to really figure it out." Don't be afraid of the no. And I think for girls, if a guy approaches you, even in the gym, and you know it, you may not be interested in him, but if he's being respectful and nice, don't just shut him down and treat him like shit. Like mm. that's not going to yeah, help you, because it's like, oh well, I'm not even kind of attracted to him, and I got all these alpha fucking chads mm-hmm. in the, my in my fucking DMs. Like mm-hmm. I'm just going to treat this guy like garbage, and I, I think that is really happening on a very large yeah, I scale. Think, I think yeah, and that's another thing. It's like <clears throat> growing up in an era where women have complained that men are creepy. Men are always horny and always making them feel uncomfortable, you know. I almost feel like they're not doing anything to foster a safe environment for themselves as far as, you know, are you being considerate of what he's going through? Most of our generation usually lacks compassion. And we don't know what the other person's thinking, what they're going through right now. It took a lot of courage for a guy to go talk to a chick, you know. Mm -hmm. And they should be a little bit, you know, if they are going to reject them, you you can use a flat no. Yeah, then that could mm-hmm. be the end of it. And if a guy can't handle a flat no, that's on him. I think I think a good no to a man is like, hey, no, I'm not really interested, but mm-hmm. I do appreciate you coming up and talking to me mm-hmm. because that's awesome. That, that I, I think be, that that's the, the answer, yeah, because yeah. then it makes the man feel okay. Like it's okay to approach a woman. Like what I did was not creepy. It wasn't wrong, and I was respectful. Like when you tell a man and you start kind of laughing at him like oh my god no it makes him feel like shit it makes him feel like yeah. what i did was really creepy yep i would yeah 100 percent. right i would also i would also say for a woman think about how hard it would be for you to go up and talk to somebody because i know on bumble i was talking to this girl on bumble and i was asking her i was like what do you what do you think about well she was like i hate the fact that i have to initiate the conversation <laughs> i was like that's that's real because that's how it is for most most guys. Yeah. Most guys won't initiate the conversation because of the rejection sometimes can be harsh and they would think of it as it's going to be harsh every time, yeah, which that, is not always the case. Yeah, that bu- those bumble lines are funny. They they get me. They go. <laughs> and, then, and, then you, and, then, and then you'll be on Tinder and they'll be like, say anything besides, hey, what's up? You just said the same thing. <laughs> well, that's the thing, though. Like, men, we are the chasers. Yeah. So we are the ones who naturally are going to make the first move. But I think that's well, slowly yeah. declining. Yeah. yeah. Well, 
that's yeah, just well, not... they're making moves online. I mean, they're making right, right, moves right. on yeah, thousands of women, re- rejection free. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, no, they have no skin if, in the game, no if, nothing. Yeah, if every man had to face rejection to even just like an ass pick, the internet would fall. Up. Instagram dating apps would fall apart immediately. If every guy actually had to go up and look at the girl online, yeah, it, I don't care what fucking app you're using it would collapse these apps immediately. That's how fucking terrifying it is to go and talk to a girl, to look her in the eyes. And if again, if she, if she says no, it's the ultimate slap in the face. Cause it, you might think, God, why is that so nervous? Like I'm willing to risk my life on my dirt bike, like do all this crazy shit. But then I am terrified to go up and talk to a girl because if she says no, she's saying your genetics are not good enough to go on to the next generation. It is the ultimate ego blow. It, and so if you take the internet, which erases that interface, that very important social cue we need, this is what you get. I mean, a very polygamist society with hyper successful men at the top and most men being outcasts because all a man wants to do is fuck. I mean, that's just how it is. Yeah, I don't, I'm not scared women. to say it. Well, that's, that's what that's it is. All men and women just want to fuck. Don't, I mean, don't leave it out. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah, I'm sure there are people out there that are not you know, into it, but, but you know, we, because we have competing mating strategies, men want quantity, girls want quality. They want the highest quality guy 100%. and for whatever that means for them. And then for guys, we just want to fuck as many as possible. Cause we don't have to carry children. Yeah, what, do you, what do you guys think about the nice guy? The, yeah. But what are your thoughts on nice guys being a nice guy? Yeah. Like <laughs> we're talking about this. I mean, this is honestly, I, this is what I would say would probably have led up to the 80, 20, Mm-hmm. is the nice guy era guys thinking that not a certain their boundaries you know just not being who they are you know mm-hmm. being afraid to lead say what's on your mind stuff like what do you what are your guys thoughts on that do you think that's led to a big decline in monogamy and i think that turns a lot of men to demons honestly i have been i'm i am the nice guy All right, i go above and beyond for my woman i've definitely been in relationships where i haven't set my boundaries and I've been kind of pushed over. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. But that's for me, that stems from my childhood of seeing somebody be way too assertive to a woman. And I never want to make a woman feel that way. But I've definitely been a little bitch in a relationship, plain and simple. <laughs> and I think for some some men, they can't think that and realize like, oh, shit. Yeah, I was actually being a little bitch. I should have kind of stepped up a little bit. Instead, they go right into, oh, well, I was treated like fucking shit. Mm-hmm. Now I'm gonna treat every other woman like, eh, it's just not. Take some self awareness, man. Maybe, maybe, yeah, you were a little bitch, yeah. and that's okay. Yeah, you, I, some, like I said, I, I've said it a lot in, in deep work, but you sometimes you just you got to look in. You know, if you not know, if you don't know what you're doing outer, you got to start working inner and start doing the deep work inside of you. And and the reason I bring up the nice guy thing is because obviously I had the chick tell me I was mm-hmm. a nice guy, and usually that's what it's been my whole life is being a nice guy. You know, hey, honey. Yes, you can step on my nuts tonight. Thank you. I love that so much. You know, mm-hmm. you know, neutering yourself and stuff. And I read a book on it at the start of this year. No more, Mister Nice Guy. And he and he stated it, and it like was a revelation inside of me. And it's women don't want nice guys; they want good men. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. And that and that stuck with me. And it's like, okay, well, what would you label a good man? You know, a, a guy that sets his boundaries. You know, a guy, if he sets a goal, is he working towards it no matter what? Mm-hmm. You know, does he have, does he feel like he has a purpose? Is he working that purpose? You know, stuff like that. But also confident and I think can, 
can be dominant and aggressive when need be at an appropriate time. Yeah, can, to can protect be. the family, to protect her. Oh yeah, you know, not to lay a hand on her, but you know, being being a complete coward, which I do believe is a lot of our society today. Yeah, 100%. Where it's like, I'm not going to stand up for anyone but myself. I mean, I see a lot of that, especially men. Or, I, I mean, again, well, I would say both sexes. But, no, that's, no, you're, you're nailing it right on the head, man. This is it's, actually a, it's a cultural shift. A really good question for our Twitter. So, what do you guys think is the difference between a, a nice a nice guy and a good man? And do women actually look more so for that good man? Oh yeah, yeah, hundred percent. It, it yeah. all depends. So, I think it's the male advantage, you know, that we have is that it, chicks gain their advantage very early. So it's probably as soon as they start developing, they are the ones in power. To think about it when you're when they first start developing in middle school, the hottest girl in the school can get any guy mm -hmm. to do whatever she wants, <laughs> bark like a dog, walk around with a collar on, and that carries on. Probably it's like the scene from fucking Coming to America. Yeah. Yeah. Up on one leg and bark like a dog. She's walking out with it. <laughs> but that's facts. No, that's absolutely 100%. And, and so then well, the way the men equalize it is we just, we go through it, you know, and we, when we hit, you know, 21, 22, we start our, we don't have anything. We don't have resources, none of that, you know. We don't truly develop until the end of our 20s and into our, mm -hmm. into our early 40s. You know, by the mid 30s, we're at, we're probably at our peak performance. You know, our face is finally fully developed. We know what we're going to look like, you know, stuff like that. And then that's when we're at our peak. So, I mean, there's certain things. Like as soon as a chick hurts, hits 25, you know, that's supposedly, you know, when her advantage is over and now it's transferred over to the guys. So oh, yeah. from 25 to 45, mm -hmm. the mm -hmm. guy, any guy in between that age is at the advantage because they want to probably. Yeah. They if, probably, if they've built themselves up, yeah, take care yeah. of them physically, financially, emotionally, and, you yeah. know, intelligence, yeah. you, you know, and again, whatever that looks like, it's not necessarily getting the highest degree possible. It's mm -hmm. being a competent human with a future. That's what women want. Uh, yeah. Working towards those goals. Like yeah. you said. Yeah. Like man. I said, always working towards yeah. something yeah. and not letting them get in the way. Cause a hundred percent, Chicks don't know when they're being a distraction. They have no other idea. I would also like to say that men also don't know when a woman is a distraction to them. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Like I said, if it fit, if it's wet and it fits, it's a good thing. You know, most for most guys. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would I would agree. Like I'm making the most money I've ever made currently, and I'm single. It's the first time I've been single in four and a half years. Mm -hmm. yeah so you're, yeah i you're was focused yeah, yeah. and i mm -hmm. realized at a certain at a certain point like i was not focused on myself and i was distracted by women but that was that was that wasn't on them that was more so on me mm -hmm. you know i shouldn't have i shouldn't have been so focused and worried about them more so than myself and and, and then another thing a lot of men get lost in because i know i get lost in it all the time is they think that they have to come up to the woman the woman's already above them you know and that's a problem you know, it's not that they're 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 the same as you. They're the same person. They're built the same. They probably have the same thoughts. They probably struggle with a lot of stuff themselves, and they're just in no shape or form better than you, or less than you. But a lot of men feel probably feel like they have to come up and they have to be better for a woman. Like you should not want to be better strictly because you want to date somebody. You want to be better strictly because you are a guy and you need to be better. I like that. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah we're kind of cutting it close on time. Uh, so would you have any final thoughts for people? Because I remember you said you were in a depression. What would you 
give some advice or solution to people who are going through depression? Uh, yeah, like I said, um, I, I used to quote uh, earlier, the deep work, you know, always uh, try to stay present, let things flow through you. If you don't know where you're going out or always look in her. If you don't know what's going on in your life, always work on yourself and you'll find a purpose somewhere in there. It's about finding that purpose. Lost your purpose after high school. You yeah. went into a depression. I mean, I I wouldn't say that I lost my purpose. I lost an identity. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And you know, you have to you have to figure out, okay, well, right. Is it was it sports? No. I, I I probably still don't know what it is. Couldn't put a put a thumbtack on a print. But I'm doing the work to find it out. It's do about you, putting the work in. Do you have hope now and Okay, you do. Yeah, hundred percent. So yeah. you you can see a future for yourself. Oh, hundred percent. That's it's awesome. Actually, man. crazy. I remember telling my brother streaming didn't work out. By the time I was thirty, it was hmm. okay. And now I'm coming up on my thirty, and I know that's not gonna happen. <laughs> so it's okay. People change, man. 100%. Mind changes. Getting to yeah. put yourself in a different situation, surround yourself around different people. Oh, 100%. you become a different person. Oh, hundred percent. Absolutely. I could agree to. I could. I'm a walking testament of mm-hmm. it. I'm right there with you. Brother. Yeah. I'm right there with you, man. Always grinding it out. Yeah. Hell yeah. Word. Well, I appreciate you coming on, buddy. I appreciate you guys for being <laughs> in my life. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. appreciate you for being in our life. It's Absolutely. been fun to get to know you. Love you, man. Yeah, I love you guys more. <laughs> I love you guys the most. Oh, do you? Well. All right, let's kiss. <laughs> <laughs> Are they kissing? <laughs> it just yeah. ends. You never know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Find out on next week's episode. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I hope you enjoyed this conversation, and we will see you next week. This has been Less Tech, More Neck. I'm Devante. And this is Eric. Peace (laughs) out, Joe. Less Tech, More Neck. Mm, Y'all hear what I say. Less Tech, More Neck. For your mother and your brother, we're going to hear from Eric and Devante. It's strange times and these are strange days And it's strange people living strange ways So expect, let's take more neck.